Welcome back to Open Doors at St Lawrence College, the podcast that sheds light on all facets of life within and surrounding UK independent boarding schools by connecting with staff, pupils and parents of St Lawrence College, an independent co-educational boarding and day school situated in South East England. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the community, asking questions and spending time to understand more. Now in this episode, we're stepping into the art department with Head of Art, Nikki Hodges, as well as Carly Kernow, art teacher, and Derry Snowden, photography and art teacher. So we're going to hear from them about what facilities they have in the art department, some of the student projects that stand out in their minds, and how they encourage students to get involved with art. But we also find out which artists inspire them. So come with me now as we hear from the art department at St Lawrence College. So today we're heading to the art department, which is usually a place of calm and creativity. To find out more, let's meet Head of Art, Nikki Hodge. Hello. Hello. Now you have got some colleagues with me, with you, should I say. Do you want to introduce your colleagues? Yeah, I've got um, Carly Kerno with me, who joined us this September in the art department and teaches art through all the key stages from year seven up to the upper sixth, So. And your fellow colleague? I also have Derry Snowden with me here, who is our photography teacher, and he has been in the department for three years now, is it Derry? Yeah, three years, so. Wonderful. Okay, well, hopefully we'll catch up with them a little bit later. But first of all, just tell me a little bit about the art facilities at St Lawrence College. Describe your wonderful view. Okay, well, we moved into the CPC, the Canon Perfect Centre, about three years, three and a half years ago, and sort of purpose-built art department. We're on the very top floor of the building, so we have the best space, surrounded by windows and glass. So looking out from one side of the building, you look out over Ramsgate, and you can just about get a little glimpse of the sea as well through some buildings. It's a really interesting viewpoint and then looking the other way we look out onto the rest of St Lawrence College, the older buildings and the chapels directly opposite as well so we can see the beautiful glass stained glass windows and things and the trees and the grounds. So is there a balcony? Somebody was saying about a balcony space? Yes so across the whole front of the building on our floor we've got a balcony so we can leave one classroom go into a central gallery area and then move through to the photography department and yeah all outside so it's it's really lovely and the students in the summer pick up their desks sometimes and easels and go out there and paint whatever they're doing so it's a really lovely space for them does sound like the place of calm and creativity then. It certainly is, although we do feel a bit, when we're having a cup of tea out on the balcony, you can feel a bit, <laughs> a bit embarrassed that people think we're just too relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there a photography department? Obviously, we have a photography teacher. Do you have a separate department for photography? Yeah, do you want to say a bit about that? Don't yeah, you? that's okay. Yeah, so we function within the same, obviously, space uh, as art. We're just at the other end of the building, but we've got a set of resources to ourselves. So we've got a, a fully functional dark room with you know, corresponding equipment. We've got a suite of Macs, so everything that the students need to do both digital and analogue film photography in A-level. Gosh, I'm very jealous. Very jealous indeed. So, Nikki, just talk to you about, a little bit more about uh, where did you first find a love for art? How did you come to this? I think it was from very early childhood, actually. My dad's an artist and, uh, and a crazy collector. And I can remember from a very young age, we'd go off on these strange holidays up into the hills and the mountains and he'd be off butterfly collecting and we'd have our little paint pots and 
drawing pads and we'd be drawing all day long. So I think as early as that, that we would be, as a family, all of us drawing and painting. And through school as well, I think, because I had that early childhood experience, I was actually quite good at art when I got to school. And that, you know, was a strength and something that I, you know, kept working on and it was my thing, really. Always helps, doesn't it? I think that might be why I'm not very good at art. <laughs> You've got to be good to start with. Carly, what about you? Where did you find your inspiration? I just always remember being really creative and, and loving art. My dad was quite arty and he still is really he's come back to it in his retirement and I had this really kind of funky 80s wallpaper in my room it had lots of like animal characters but like you know like illustrative characters on the wallpaper and he and myself would sit there drawing choosing a character and drawing that and that's one of my earliest memories of doing art stuff but beyond that I just was always creative I was always making something or decorating something or drawing something Lovely. And Derry, has photography always been in your life? Actually, not photography. From an early age, art was pretty much the only subject that could hold my interest and my focus. <laughs> I was not academic at all, but my art lessons were the only subject that I really kind of flourished in. And it wasn't until I did my degree that I was introduced to photography, and obviously I knew what a camera was, but I was introduced to film photography really for the first time. And I fell in love with photography at that stage. Uh, up until that point, I had assumed that I would go on to be an art art teacher but at that point I, I kind of changed tracks and, and decided actually to follow photography instead. Are you pleased you did? Yeah absolutely absolutely. Yeah now I'm going to ask each of you actually apart from your dad's obviously ladies do, do you have a particular artist who's who's inspired you at all is there somebody you can point to? Oh my goodness there's so many at different stages in my life I think when I was a student at school an artist called Graham Sutherland was my biggest inspiration he was used to paint in Wales and focus on natural forms and it was sort of abstract and simplified natural forms and uh, I found him really inspiring there's a real sense of calmness about his work and I was always very keen on the environment and nature and he was yeah he really inspired me later on Picasso was you know another artist who I found fascinating the way he changed his style through different periods and more recently I think Grayson Perry has to be one of my favourites, absolute favourites at the moment for what he's doing to art and the art world and yeah. opening it up to everybody. Mm. Carly? That's the same as Nikki, I think. As you go through your life, there's different moments where something really speaks to you and is important. So there's, I mean, there's loads. But I think most recently, I really like an artist called Connor Harrington, who does these really kind of figurative pieces, but with a which are very sort of hyper real but with very kind of abstract, sort of urban graffiti-style elements within them. And I like um, Emily Lamb as well, who's a wildlife artist. My, my own work is quite often wildlife-based, and so I'm really inspired by... And again, for similar reasons, her kind of style is... is a, there's a realism, but then there's a kind of looseness and a kind of really contemporary feel to what she's doing. So both of those I like. And Derry, what about you? Very similar, I think, depending on the kind of frame of mind that I'm in or the mood that I'm in or, you know, the stage of my life, there's always different artists that kind of speak to you on, on a different level. But I think probably my earliest memory of an artist and, and piece of artwork that I absolutely adored was a series by an artist called Edward Byrne Jones that depicted the story of Perseus and different stages of the story, and it was in Southampton Art Gallery. And I'd always go in and I, I would spend hours 
in the same room looking at this series of huge paintings and, and I loved the narrative of the pieces and how they worked together and, and you could start at the beginning. And, but I, I guess kind of as I've gotten older and, and obviously moved into more photography, I think probably one of the photographers that I love the most is, is Gregory Crudson because of the narrative of the work. I, I love looking at something and, and seeing a story happening in a piece of work and kind of even if it's in a still photograph being able to see the beginning and the end of the story within the image. So I think probably that would be my favourite. And before you came into teaching art, did you have sort of art careers before you started? I didn't, no. I, well, I did. It was very short-lived, actually. You mean you wanted to eat? <laughs> Straight after university, I went on and studied to be a teacher. And then I thought, and at that point, I was exhibiting quite a lot of work as well still. And I thought I wouldn't go straight into teaching. I'd have a go at being an artist, but moved to a new area. And it was quite isolating. It was very difficult. And then I... I was offered a job actually and so I took it and I haven't looked back since actually so I, I wasn't too sure that teaching was for me through training and you know and it took me probably about six months to realise that it was the right job and mm. and now you know I can't really imagine doing anything else. Carly and Derry what about you did you did you do anything before you came to teaching? My, sim- my story is a bit similar, actually. And actually, it's really interesting that you say that your your perception was, I don't know if this is the path for me. And even more so, seeing you now as a head of department and how outstanding you are and, and how you engendered that. thank you. It totally was. But I think my story was quite similar. I came out of uni, I had this degree, I wanted to, my degree was in illustration and I wanted to do that, or certainly something in a creative field. And yeah, it's that classic, if you do it, you kind of there are financial implications for that when you're starting out. I wanted to be solvent enough that I could kind of be independent. So I wanted a balance between the two. When I first started teaching, there wasn't so much of my own practice, but there is a lot more now. So I've had children and I'm part-time in at St. Lawrence. So that affords me a bit of time to do my own work and be creative in my own right, which has been amazing. And I guess actually, just thinking about it, that those experiences you've had are really valuable when you're teaching art because art isn't just about the subject. It's about people that might go on and do make a career or use it in their careers and you've got some valuable experience to impart. Derry, what about you? I actually never left education. Probably wouldn't have functioned outside of education, <laughs> so I just decided to stick with it. So no, I, I went straight from A-level to foundation to degree to postgraduate and then straight into teaching. Didn't even stop off to get a gap year in there. But, you know... As soon as I did my teaching practice, my PGCE, absolutely loved it and, and you know, not a shadow of a doubt that's what I was supposed to be doing. Let's just talk more about the, the pupils now, um, projects that you've worked on. Are there any that particularly stand out in your mind, sort of a, a project that either a pupil's worked on, you've worked on with them? What, what stands out for you? goodness there's so many isn't there I absolutely adored our year seven project last year was it last year or the year before it all blurs with the pandemic we were looking at the pollution plastic pollution and and sea life and the oceans and we created these very beautiful little sculptures based on coral and sea life and the students were really engaged in it and they produced work which was way beyond their age. I was really impressed with them and they were so focused and they really enjoyed it, didn't they? And yeah. the outcomes are beautiful as well. So that really stood out to me. And it had the wider world that we were, the bigger picture implications about it. And they were really interested in pollution and finding out about what they could do, climate change and, you know, with plastic mm. and things. So it was a good one, wasn't it, mm. that one? Yeah. I really like that one. Carly, anything stand out in your time? Oh, well, I've only 
been teaching here for such a short amount of time, I think you guys would would be able to comment much more on mm. standout students and projects from St Lawrence. But I think in terms of my whole teaching career, I've, I've taught some students that are like amazing kind of intuitive painters. And actually, on a personal level, I almost learned from them. So I found it was almost like a two-way interaction. And when you have students of that ability and where you feel like you're leading them, but they're also in, inspiring you and influencing how you're approaching your own work, I think that's kind of massive. So there were a few students that I've taught in the past that were that kind of fluent that I thought, wow, actually, I'm taking something from you. You know, you're not static, yeah. you're always kind of learning and you can develop yeah. always. It's not like I got that far and I'm good now and that's me done. Mm. Probably one of my favourite things is, is delivering a project and then kind of revisiting it but improved each time and then you know introducing a new project and changing something after a certain amount of time and, and kind of going back to older projects that actually still have a lot of value and refining them and reintroducing them and, and constantly changing I think that's probably one of the highlights for me as, as an art teacher is no lesson is ever the same every single one is different you know the pupils respond completely differently each year and their responses, their outcomes, their, the, the way they approach the projects changes every single time. It's never dull. And I, th I like that constant evolution of, of the projects going on. You know, the way that we've structured the courses through from first form up to key stage five, actually, it sort of builds, there's a whole really strong foundation of skills. So the ideal situation is that by the time they're hitting fifth form, the end of their GCSE, we are facilitating and they're directing their own projects and have that real independent feel with them. Mm. And I think that's what we really want. That's when it's really exciting, when the students are really focused on their own projects. It's their own ideas. It's the things they've always wanted to study and learn. Yeah. And we can do that. And our groups are so... They're not huge. They're quite small. So we can really differentiate and we can really allow the students to follow their own pathways and support them. I think an outstanding thing that we can offer. Got a bit of noise soft because I think people are moving rooms at the moment. So everybody was having a chat as they were going by, but we'll, we'll still keep going. I was going to say, I was one of those people who I am particularly useless. I'm not bad at photography, but I'm particularly useless at art. You may want to argue with me, but I, it's kind of true. When you get a pupil who really is, you know, some of it is shyness and confidence, actually, because you just don't know how to go about, about what art is. How do you encourage people to, to get involved? Well, I think it's realising that being an artist or being a creative person isn't just about drawing or painting. We try and encourage them to think like an artist as well and to actually value the skill of creativity because this is one of the most important skills going into the workplace in any area now. So I think it is just trying to build up confidence, isn't it? And we don't ever focus on one skill for too long, so we will sort of move around and where one student really does struggle with drawing, sometimes their framing of a photograph is just superb and then they can get their sort of high grades or they can get really strong outcomes through a completely different technique and at GCSE we're introducing a lot of printmaking and as well as painting and that also just we find a skill we find we find their strengths and build that into the child's learning don't we so what kind of projects are you working on at the moment I know we've just spoken about the, the wonderful uh, C project uh, any other projects you're working on particularly well, the um, sixth form project is particularly exciting, I think, at the moment. We've got a fantastic group of lower sixth art students that we've actually saw through from GCSE. So they've really established strong skill set already. 
and they're just they've just hit the ground running at, at A level. So it's been very workshop based. So we've been running through lots of different skills and techniques. It's been quite fast paced and. The quality of the work that they're producing is outstanding for this stage in the course and they each of them have managed to sort of stamp their own mark on it really and follow their own pathway as well so that I think I'm particularly excited by that particular project and that group of students. So our GCSE cohort you know, year 10 start with a, a natural forms based project which is quite similar to what Nikki's talking about with the lower sixth, it's very skills based and sort of foundation type project where they can ex be experimental and build on what they've already learned and extend beyond that, which then moves into a portraiture project where they're learning about the proportions of the face, there's some photography involved within in that and a kind of development of an understanding of the proportions of the face and some painting techniques. Yeah, it's painting, isn't it, with that one? Yeah. Which then leads into, mostly in year 11 at that point, a, a, a project that evolves out of that to do with identity, which is very much more student-led. So they've kind of built on the foundation of year 10 and then are more able to be kind of independent and proactive in kind of steering it in the way they want it to go, yeah. with using all the skills that have been created mm -hmm. and improved yeah. upon in, in year 10. And Nikki, just talking to you, obviously you, you've been at St Lawrence for a time. Are there any particular moments you look back and you think, yes, I'm, I'm really proud of that. That's something that really made my heart sing. Um, I think it's every time we're able to put a summer exhibition on. Um, the summer exhibition, it is, it's gradually grown through the years that I've been here. And it's the culmination of all the students' work. So the A-level students actually exhibit all of their work for when the examiner comes in. So they, they've really thought about how they want their work to be viewed by an audience. And so there's a lot of thought, a lot of care. And when it's all up, it looks really really amazing. We've started to bring in GCSE work into the exhibition as well now so they put their outcomes in. We've even invited the junior school to exhibit as well so we're, we're expanding our gallery and exhibition so that's that's probably been my proudest moment, annual moment and for the students when their parents can come and we've got a private view and I think that's a really fantastic experience. The pandemic has been quite challenging for the students and some of the lockdowns have hit when the students were doing their final pieces so they're quite restricted with what they could do and one student she didn't really see a barrier at all and she went she just did this sort of absolutely stunning piece of work mixed media piece it was sculptural it's a wire tree and I'd been so worried about the students not being able to finish their projects off and when she brought it in it actually First time ever a student has made me cry, but it was just so beautiful and so thoughtful and it was all about memories and, yeah, it did bring a tear to my eye. I thought that was amazing. Having seen the um, the documentaries on the Royal Academy, does it get a little stressy around that time, the time of the exhibition? No, we're all right, aren't we? Well, we've got a new technician now as well, so the stress levels are going to be yeah, much lower. <laughs> no, it's, it's usually okay, actually, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's, we're quite organised. It's and... such a joyous thing as well. That yeah. Actually, I never, find it, I never find it stressful. I find it a complete joy because it's that celebration and seeing that, that culmination yeah. of all that work. It... It yes, is. it's hard work to put up, but it's yeah. so rewarding and it's lovely. Yeah. And a bit like you said, Derry, for so many pupils who perhaps are not a academic, coming to that art department is, is a sheer, must be a sheer relief for some of your pupils to be able to do what they are really good at. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think art departments are usually that space in a school where the pupils, especially when they're older and they've got a bit more independence, 
they can kind of just disappear to and, and just either sit quietly and get on with some practical work or they can sit down and, and have a chat with a member of staff and you know get a bit of informal one-to-one -one help um, it tends to be that kind of slightly calmer social space mm -hmm. where the pupils can just independently continue working yeah. um, I think I've, I've not found a school where the art department hasn't been somewhere where pupils want to go outside of lesson time and congregate and I think that the kind of summer exhibition is, is another example of that. Yeah. Pupils want to come in and help put things up and display their work because they're, they're proud of it. Yeah. Well you sound like a great like a great bunch of people to be with as well so I just want to ask you your daughter's a very talented artist isn't she? BBC Young Artist of the Year I hear? Well, she's on the programme. She she was selected to go on to the series of programmes. It's airing very soon. I think it's the beginning of February that it's going to be on the TV. So, yeah, it, all, all pre-pandemic, she was applying for an art scholarship and had a great portfolio of work. And I just saw this advertised and I mentioned to some students at the school as well, why don't you go for it? And she just, yeah, put her portfolio in and um, got a called, called up and, you know, for a Zoom meeting and everything. And then it all got put on, on ice for a while during the lockdown. And, but it actually happened this year. So she, yeah, she had a brilliant time. It's two days of filming and, yeah, very excited. I can't wait to see her, but it was... Yeah, absolutely amazing experience for her and for me, just to see how it all works, all the TV stuff. It's really fascinating. So proud mum and proud head of department. Very proud, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's been lovely to catch up with you all today. Thank you very much indeed to Nikki Hodge, who's the head of art, to Carly Kerno, one of the art teachers, and to Derry Snowden, who does photography and a bit of art. Thank you for talking to me today. It's been lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So that was Head of Arts, Nikki Hodges, as well as teachers Carly Kernow and Derry Snowden. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of the podcast and for taking us into the art department. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.